Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. Well, here we are. Finally, some football news. Finally, some transactions. It's crazy. Football, um, free agency, I'm sorry, has finally started. So let's review what happened so far. Um, Legal tampering started on Monday. It is now Thursday. We are two days into active free agency. Um, Let's start with the the biggest move the Eagles have made so far, and that is... The trade for Darius Slay, yes, obviously not a free agent, but nonetheless, it was a trade. After striking out on Byron Jones, where um, it became evident that Jones just wanted out of the NFC East, I guess that's what sources said he was telling you know, his reps, and um, to me, what I got, the information I got is the Eagles did give, if not a you know, very similar offer, um, very close in terms of money as to what he got from the Miami Dolphins. So this report that came out early in in the offseason that the Eagles were going to target cornerback in free agency and then try to address wide receiver in um, the draft, obviously that, that was true. That was true information because even though they struck out on Byron Jones, they had an alternative plan, and that plan was Darius Slay. So they traded for the Lions all pro corner. He's 29. They traded only a third and fifth round pick, and it's good because they had two third uh, third round picks and two fifth round picks. So really, the Eagles are not losing a pick in either of those rounds, but they are giving the additional pick up. Also, they gave Slay an extension, three years, $50 million, $30 million guaranteed. Here's the thing about Slay um, I found interesting. I do remember the game in 2016 in Detroit when Wentz was um, a rookie. We were 3-0. and We played the Lions, and he did intercept Carson Wentz on that deep ball to Aguilar. Um, that obviously, you know, ended the game for us there. It was his first loss. And, and since then, I've had my eye on Slay. You noticed how good he was. Even this year when we played them, um, now again, we didn't have Jeffrey or Jackson playing, but regardless, Darius Slay was obviously the best defensive player that the Detroit Lions had on the field that day and most likely any day. He's a a true shutdown corner. He travels with the best receiver. He plays strict man-to-man. That's what he is. His pro football focus numbers may not be, you know, the best in the league, and that's because they don't adjust for the fact that he literally is traveling with the best receiver all day, every day. And and the thing I saw today was so many people coming out, and and this is players in the league, um, criticizing the fact that he was ranked 83rd or something, or, or 75th best corner, one of those two numbers. Um, you had Tyron Matthew, you had Stefan Diggs. It, it was, you know, a couple players here. And now uh, Joe Hayden, guys that just were, were agreeing that this guy is a top five cornerback in football. He's the best cornerback the Eagles have had in 10 years. That, without even taking a snap, he's the best corner we've had in 10 years. He's the best in Samuel. We needed this. They needed to try to address the cornerback position. If we're going to continually put our corners on islands, you needed a guy who can, you know, man up one side, take one side out of the uh, off the field. Now, here's the thing with Slay: um, we have a propensity to give up deep passes. He has not given up a 50-yard completion since his rookie season, and his rookie season was the same as Zach Ertz's because the Eagles did um, inquire to pick. Uh, Darius Slay in that 2013 draft. They picked her at 35. Slay went 36 to the Lions. So clearly it's somebody the Eagles have had an eye on for a very long time. 
it's a great move. It's going to help the defense immensely because, you know what I mean, it, it, if you want the pass rush to work, it helps to have great corners to at least give you those extra valuable seconds to get to the quarterback. And speaking of the pass rush, they address that by signing Javon Hargrave from Pittsburgh. This is another guy that they had wanted in the 2016 draft when they took Isaac Ciamalo. It came down to him or Hargrave, and they picked Ciamalo. Um, so we're, we're set, uh, sensing a trend here. This is guys that the Eagles had valued in the draft, and now they're getting them here you know, through free agency or via trade. Um, Hargrave, obviously, um, he's a nose tackle. He's going to play D tackle, but it tells me that Anybody who watched the Eagles this year, you saw Fletcher Cox, and a lot of things, the reports out there this year was Fletcher Cox wasn't a self, and a lot of that had to do with Fletcher Cox had to play the entirety of games. He couldn't come out. Once Malik Jackson got hurt week one, then Hassan Ridgeway, who, mind you, are both going to be on this roster next year, you know, barring injuries again, but once that had happened, it kind of put a lot of pressure on, on Fletcher Cox, and, you know, Fletcher works great in a rotation. Because it, being fresh, it, it's it's very key in terms of being a, a, an aggressive defensive lineman. And that's what the Eagles want. That's why we do run defensive line rotations. It happens with defensive bat, or uh, defensive end, and it happens with defensive tackle. I would tell you that th- this, this move tells me that the Eagles clearly felt defense was, was the weakest part of the team. They felt that the defense was... What was letting us down? Giving Slay $50 million, giving Hargrave $39 million, um, it, it shows where at least the eyes are in terms of fixing it. Now, I say that, but there's also another big story here. And it involves, obviously, the defense because it's not that we kept everybody. It's that we let some people go. The big news in terms of departures Malcolm Jenkins is no longer a Philadelphia Eagle. In fact, Malcolm Jenkins is joining the team I hate the most in the NFL, the New Orleans Saints. Um, the Eagles did not want to guarantee Malcolm Jenkins two years. That's what this came down to. I heard they were willing to give him more money, not a lot more money, and what it looks like is he just wanted another year guaranteed, and... He's 32 years old, and Philadelphia felt it was time to move on. Is that the right move? Honestly, I've been torn on it. I I thought all along we should bring him back. I did. And the reason being is he's the team leader, and he is the most durable player we had. He did not miss games. He did not miss snaps. He was Mr. Reliable. And I know the team and the players loved him. Um. Then you think it's you know you always hear the adage it's it's better to lose a player a year early than hold on to him a year too long. I know he's not been the same player in terms of his versatility on the field so much the last couple of years, and again he's also thirty two years old. Personally, I think it's a mistake letting him go because we don't have a replacement set up for him now. What they did do is something I've been screaming for for three years now, and that's Jalen Mills moving back to safety. Thank you for listening. And again, I've been screaming for Jalen Mills to move to safety and to play the Corey Graham role, the Andrew Sendejo role. But 
with Jenkins leaving, people are under the impression he's playing the Malcolm Jenkins role. And I don't envision that. I just don't see how he takes over starting for Malcolm Jenkins when he's not played the position in the NFL. Now, is it possible that's what's going to happen? Sure. Do I think there's a little bit more fluidity in terms of what the Eagles are going to do here at safety? Yes. I don't think they're done addressing the position. I think they're going to try to sign another veteran and then potentially draft a safety. And it clearly right now, if you're going to do that, where you're going to have the three, where it's going to be maybe a free agent, they re-signed Rodney McLeod, which I was more than thankful for because I think that's a brilliant move. If you're going to bring a new safety in, it made no sense um, when you could have kept McLeod. Now, I thought they were going to keep Jenkins and McLeod, so they are bringing a new safety in, And but at least they did keep McLeod at a very reasonable contract, too. So you keep McLeod, and you have somebody fill the Jenkins role, and then you have Mills be that third safety, because remember, our third safety plays a bunch. I'm talking like 60 to 65% of our snaps, so he's going to play a majority on the field. And again, it's also a way to transition him into the role. And and remember, whoever you sign here to maybe take Jenkins' spot this year, it's only a year. And I know Mills is on a year contract too, but remember, the Eagles would have first rights to sign him before he even hit free agency if this is a position he adapts well to. And I'm sure that that's been discussed with him. They're trying to make him the most money. He's bought into this idea of playing a new position to make him the most money. Now, in regards to um, what's going to happen in the rest of the secondary, uh, well, that's a good question. So right now, our secondary looks like this. You have Darius Slay at corner. You have Avante Maddox. Now, here's what I'm doing. Avante Maddox is playing my other outside corner. I'm, I'm done with this, him playing the nickel. I know everybody wants to keep saying, oh, he, he could play the nickel well, and maybe he can, maybe he can. I don't care. I saw enough from him as a rookie playing outside, or I was comfortable with Avante Maddox being an outside corner. I think he has the ability to play outside corner in the NFL. Let that guy be an outside corner. Just let him become an outside corner. He's better than Rasul Douglas. He's more reliable, and he's definitely better than Sidney Jones. So, I mean, really, what are we doing here? Then, at least, if you have Rasul Douglas and Sidney Jones as your depth, that's not too bad. And then you could also have a slot corner, and you have one on the roster, and that's Craven LeBlanc. So you're not really risking anything. And in fact, you're putting your three best corners on the field because truthfully, those are our three best corners right now. LeBlanc is the third best. I, I, I know if you told me he had to go outside, it probably wouldn't be the same. I'd probably prefer Sidney Jones play over him. But let's go with Craven LeBlanc in the middle, Avante outside, Darius Slay on the other side, you're going to have to get a safety, McLeod, and then, you know, in certain situations, Mills. Or if it is Mills and McLeod, so be it. But that secondary doesn't look as bad as it did, you know, on Monday. And again, I know it's missing Malcolm Jenkins, but it's younger. We've clearly upgraded at corner. I mean, it's it's the biggest upgrade that they've ever had at corner with the exception of signing Asante Samuel. This goes back to the Troy Vincent days. I mean, really, Slay is is that level. And then on defense, you know, obviously adding a guy like Javon Hargrave on the line helps the secondary. Getting a guy like Malik Jackson back this year. I mean, remember, we were ravished with injuries. And I know it gets a little scary losing Bradham at linebacker and losing Jenkins, but those are really the two losses here that we had. And you've upgraded that by getting a guy like Slay 
and a guy like Hargrave, and you're hoping you know you don't have injuries to a guy like Jackson again, or or Hargrave, or Cox, or or a Ridgeway, you know, a Graham, whatever. And then you know the other rumor out there is that the Eagles are interested in Yannick Ngakwe from the Jaguars. Now, if they go ahead and they do pull off a trade and they get Yannick Ngakwe, and I don't know what they'd have to give up. I'm assuming maybe Derek Barnett would be in that trade, but regardless, that tells you. They full-court blitzed fixing fixing the defense. They had identified that the defense was broken. Which goes against everything I thought because I thought the whole plan this offseason was going to be help Carson Wentz. Now, on offense, what have they done? They've done nothing. They've been quiet on offense. We let Halepoy Vitae go. He got $50 million from the Lions. Good for him. Five years, $50 million. Shocked. Yes, good for him. They um they let Corey Clement go. I didn't see why. I mean, I guess because it has to do with his injuries, I'm assuming. But still, regardless for what you would have had to give him for this year, him being your fourth running back, okay. Regardless, you're going to find out. Because, by the way, your second running back, Jordan Howard, he's a Miami Dolphin. Oh, and speaking of the Miami Dolphins, another guy we lost on defense, Kamu Grugier Hill, he signed with the Dolphins as well. Then, what else on offense here? Oh, that's right, Elshon Jeffrey. So the CBA is in. You can do the post-June 1st designation for release where you're not held to what their cap number would be this year. You could split it over two years. Well, Jeffrey's still on the team, which, again, I have no problem with because it's not like they've done anything at wide receiver. And it's not like the NFL is doing anything at that position right now. So, like, Amari Cooper is the only wide receiver that's really been signed. I mean, Anderson's still out there. Sanders, you have um, Brashad Perryman, who I'm praying somehow ends up an Eagle. But from what I'm hearing, the Eagles are not in on any receivers, unless the price comes down or some type of bargain comes their way. And they're, they plan on addressing this in the draft. But mind you, if they trade for a guy like Yannick Ngakwe, it's going to cost probably their first-round pick. So now, yeah, it's a deeper wide receiver class. But remember, you're taking the top-tier wide receivers out, and there's going to be a couple teams now more interested in getting a wide receiver, like the Texans. Because it sounds to me the Eagles had the opportunity to potentially try to trade for DeAndre Hopkins. They chose not to. They didn't want to pay him the money he was going to get because they were going to give that money to a corner. It, it, I mean, it all makes sense now when you look at what their plan was. The plan has become evident. They didn't want guys that got hurt. They were trying to get younger. Um, and I guess they did. And people will go, well, Slay's 29. Yeah, Slay's 29, but Slay doesn't get hurt, and he's an elite player at a position that they needed to fix fast. Now, they did bring back um, Nate Sudfeld, which I, I thought was going to be the move all along, especially once Keenum signed. I knew that um, Sudfeld would be back. They they gave him a year, whatever. He's going to be the backup. I mean, they've put money into Sudfeld. They might as well give him the chance to be the backup again. And for him, it's a great deal because if he is the backup quarterback, which, you know, chances are he probably will be unless, you know, Josh McCown, it's something. If he wants to come back, maybe they will go with him. I mean, that door's still open. They're not committed to Nate Sudfeld by any stretch of the imagination. But for him to be the backup here, like I said, it's a very valuable position. Our backup quarterback has played in the playoffs three consecutive years. Very, very valuable to have. Now, in regards, though, to the GM, I do want to address the GM because I, I I see the plan now. And yes, let me tell you this. Going into today, 
I was ready to rip the GM because we were just letting guys go, 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 and we had signed one guy, and it just didn't look like he was doing anything to win this year, which blew my mind considering you can't rebuild when you give the quarterback $30 million. And everybody was all psyched about these 10 draft picks that we have this year. And they're like, yes, we're going to get younger. We're going to get some guys in here, blah, blah, blah. That's great. Well, mind you, last year's draft, um, yeah, you got Andre Dillard, who we're going to find out if he could sink or swim this year. Clearly, Miles Sanders is a player, but our last three picks, Arthega Whiteside, a second-round pick, uh, that's looking very frightening. Sharif Miller, a fourth-round pick, didn't play. Clayton Thorson, a fifth-round pick, a quarterback. Guess what? He's not on the team. So yeah, we have all these picks. So that's why when they traded the two picks for Slay and people were upset that we had to give up some compensation rather than just signing Jones, I was ecstatic to give up the compensation because guess what? I know Darius Slay can play and there's no way you can guarantee me without any type of, you know, you're flat out lying to my face if you're telling me you felt that that 85th pick and that 155th pick that we would have gotten somebody that could help this team. Is there a chance? Sure. We picked Isaac Ciamalo in the third round. We picked Big B in the fifth round. There are exceptions to the rule. There are guys that we have hit on, but we also picked a guy like Rasul Douglas in the third round. It hasn't worked out. We picked a Donnell Pumphrey in the fourth round. He's not in the league. Uh, Matt Collins, we picked him in the fourth round. He's with the Dolphins. I mean, the list goes on. We have Nate Gary. He was a fifth round pick. Yeah, he's been fantastic, right? Nope. Uh, at least now, I do see that we aren't just committed to winning Next or uh, two years from now, it is next year. You didn't sign Slay and give him that money to not try to win next year. Now you look around what's going on. Dallas obviously kept Prescott. They kept Cooper, so they're not going anywhere. The Giants signed a bunch of guys. They're going to clearly be improved. The Redskins tried to sign Cooper. They were looking to get better. So, I mean, is the division going to be what it was this year? No, I, I feel the division's going to be improved. I definitely think New York's going to be better. I, I, I think Dallas isn't going anywhere. But I do think the Eagles, in terms of talent on the roster, have the most talent on the roster. We won the division last year, and Rob Davis and Deontay Burnett were two of our starting wide receivers come the, the final game of the year. We went into a playoff game. I mean, it was like, you, it was a who's who. I mean, Brandon Brooks was out. Lane Johnson was out. Our starting right side of our line was Hal Poy, Vitae, and Matt Pryor. You know, our, like, like I said, you saw our wide receivers. It was a who's who of guys that played on the practice squads in the NFL. So to be a nine-win team last year with what we had to play with and what we had to work with, yeah, obviously it, it, it's encouraging that we spent some money here and we got some guys, but we definitely have not helped Carson Wentz out enough, and I, I can't for the life of me understand what Roseman's thinking in terms of that. I get it. If you feel you can address wide receiver in the draft, that's great. I, I'm sure you can. It's supposedly a historic draft for talent at wide receiver. But let me tell you this. Um, Miles Sanders, right? Let's just use him. Because he was our last really successful draft pick. Miles Sanders, the first six games, seven games of this season, or this past season, we were all questioning is, you know, he's good. It looks like he's good. He's, he's showing flashes, but is he going to be that good? Like, you, I mean, that Detroit game was scary. He's fumbling the ball, you know, I mean, because he was a rookie. And then finally things clicked. And, you know, the, the second half of the season, he was one of the best running backs in the NFL. That goes without saying. That Dallas game, he was unbelievable. I thought he was the best player on the field. But it took time. So what you're trying to tell me is if, yes, let's just say we're fortunate and you're able to get Ruggs, Judy, or Lamb with the 21st pick. Okay. I mean, yeah, there's exceptions to every rule. Maybe these guys will be great right out of the box, but um, and I believe that to be more of the case with Ruggs and Judy. 
Those two I do value more than Lamb anyway. But I'm just saying those are the uh, consensus top three uh, wide receivers on the board. But I'm saying there's no guarantee that they're going to catch on immediately. Sometimes it does take time for rookie receivers to, you know, to learn how to play NFL football. The corners are going up against are a lot better. It's a much different game. Not everybody sets the league on fire. I mean, I know for every Odell Beckham, you know, there's a J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. So, yeah, do I think the Eagles are going to still target wide receiver here? Maybe, in, and, and again, that's very well what could be happening. I mean, we, we're talking about right now, I'm looking at a Perryman. Maybe they are looking at a trade. Maybe they're exploring a way to trade for, for an Odell Beckham. I mean, I don't know if that would be the move I want to make, but I'm not saying it's impossible. I can't say they're not floating around the idea. They clearly called about DeAndre Hopkins, so it was something that they were at least interested in. I mean, I don't know how anybody, everybody in the NFL wasn't interested in him. He's arguably the best receiver in the damn game. But it tells you, it tells you if they're making that call, they know what it's going to take. They clearly know it's going to be expensive, and it was something they were at least interested in hearing. Like I heard the Julio Jones thing today. Listen, that that one. I mean, I would love it to get Julio Jones. They're they're not trading Julio Jones. One and two, the Eagles aren't trading for him because of the money. If they wanted to give twenty two million dollars to a receiver, they would have did it to and give it to Hopkins. So that that's why I keep hearing when you hear these elite names. I'm like, well, if you weren't willing to give the twenty two million dollars to DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I don't know what you think you're getting. But, again, overall, we're just two days into this free agent period. Obviously, the league's a lot different now. Um, Tom Brady's obviously going to Tampa Bay. Uh, you look around, you see Todd Gurley released by the Rams. Um, but Dallas kept their guys. You, you know, things are changing, and that's great and all. But uh, it was just a pleasant Pleasant thing. Thank God for NFL free agency starting this week. It was just nice to read different news than what's going on in the world. And again, hopefully everybody's staying safe. You know, that's the most important thing. But it was a it was a pleasant distraction, to say the least. And I'm very glad the NFL went on along and, and was able to, to, to provide some entertainment in a world right now where there is no sports entertainment. Um But, you know, like I said, this was just a quick briefing on what's going on so far. Again, I don't think the Eagles are done. Obviously, they can't be done because if this was the roster they went into the season with, it would be a problem because we have not fixed anything to help Carson Wentz on offense. I do think they're going to try to find another running back, of course. I mean, I don't I don't envision that they're going to go with Sanders and Scott as their top two guys. Uh, I'd assume they'd want a combo with Sanders, Scott, and maybe somebody who could kind of bruise the ball up the middle, a la a Jordan Howard. So it shocks me that they let him go, but they must have an alternative, maybe a cheaper alternative, and maybe, hey, maybe it'll work because... It sounds to me like they didn't want to give Howard $5 million when he's going to be the clear number two guy. Like last year, they thought, well, Howard could still, because Sanders is going to have to learn the game, that maybe we could ride Jordan Howard for the first half of the year, which they did. And then you saw the second half of the year where Sanders took over, which was like the plan worked out perfectly. The only problem was Howard got hurt and you didn't have any type of change of pace. But again, it also gave us Boston Scott. And we learned that maybe we got a player in him. So, um... I would assume they're going to be scouring the running backs. Just to bring, I would think it'll be a veteran. I mean, they could always get somebody in the draft, but you know they don't have ten picks anymore. Now it's down to eight, and you know you got what the first, the second, you got two thirds or not two thirds, obviously not now. I think um, two fourths. I don't even know. But regardless, they have eight picks, and those first three are going to be very important as long as they still have one or all three. If they don't trade one of those for Yannick and Gakwe. But again, something else happens, I'll come back on. But right now, I, so far, my grade for the free agency period is, for what we've done, I would say, 
uh, a C plus. I can't go even to a B yet because, yes, I'm I'm very happy in terms of getting Darius Slay and Javon Hargrave, but you know we we lost our starting safety without really a clear plan on how to replace them, and we haven't helped the quarterback yet at all. And hey, Jason Peters is still out there, so never rule it out that Peters still comes back. This whole Dillard thing, you know what I mean? If if they're not confident, Jason saw maybe the market isn't what he thought it would be, and he could always come home. Remember that was the one where they had the door open. With with Jenkins when they sent that statement out, you knew he was gone. People were thinking, oh, maybe he'll see. It's not always good, much greener out there. And it sounds to me like Jenkins had a deal in place with the Saints before he was released with the Eagles. So whatever. I'm not going to badmouth Malcolm Jenkins for going to the Saints. I know that's where he came from. He helped us win a championship. He played every snap. He played special teams. He was a great team leader. He was a great Philadelphia Eagle. He's one of the great free agent signings they had. I'm forever thankful for him. And, and you know what? I, I wish him the best, even though I hate the team he went to. But again, let's just hope this week, like I said, I'd like to see the Eagles bring in Perryman. I think Perryman's the ultimate guy to bring in a wide receiver. He's 6'2". He's fast as lightning. He can run a 4'2'6", I believe, at the Combine. And those last couple games with Tampa Bay, I mean, I, I thought he really popped off the screen. I mean, he put up some eye-popping numbers. And I know you could tell me, well, it was the end of the year. Winston throws all over. But hey, regardless, somebody had to catch the ball, and this guy did. And maybe that's what he needed to break out. I know his his resume is inconsistent, but again, I think he'd be a perfect guy to put on the field because remember, you got to trust that Deshaun Jackson's going to stay on the field. And oh, another guy they obviously looked into was Stephon Diggs, and he was traded. So it does tell me they do realize that wide receiver is clearly a weakness and they may want to upgrade it. And, and you know, when you hear the names Diggs, Hopkins, Beckham, Jones, I mean, those are top tier guys. So it's like clearly they're looking at a top tier guy. So. Fingers crossed, hopefully something gets done. But if it doesn't, like I said, getting a Perryman, getting somebody in the draft to develop, I mean, you're hoping Arthago Whiteside jumps up a little bit this year. You still have Greg Ward. And like I said, Deshaun coming back, I mean, he is supposedly injury prone, but I mean, he never missed extended time until this season. And now it's because he got some bad advice. So I would anticipate Deshaun doesn't miss the time that he missed this season, next season. But, um, you know, so far that's what's going on. Very interesting, at least four days, and hopefully we get some more interesting news by next week. And like I said, if something big does happen, I'll pop back on. But um, in the meantime, like I said, I just want to wish everybody to stay safe out there. Wash your hands, you know, cover your mouths, you know, just practice hygiene so we can get normal life back. I know everybody wants it, and you know, hopefully one day soon we'll have it. Thank you for listening to the new norm. Go birds. 